Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. I'm Bharati Jagdish. Now, with the push for digitalization in every industry, the insurance industry is surely no different. Buying insurance online is now much more common, right? How many of you have bought a travel insurance policy recently online? I've been doing it for years. And this, especially when it comes to simple things like car insurance as well. But is it possible for the more complicated insurance types, critical illness, health insurance, is this the way to go? Stephen Kaiser, CEO of Covanow, joins us. Hi, Stephen. Hello, good afternoon. Thanks for having us. Thank you for joining us for this very insightful conversation because I do know that in countries such as Hong Kong, in cities such as Hong Kong, it has become a little more common, especially among millennials, to be buying health insurance or critical illness insurance online. But give me an idea of what the landscape is like in Singapore. Okay. I think your question is, is, is a fantastic lead-in because it describes a, a conflict between digital and insurance, at least complex insurance. And that shouldn't be the case, right? Because we're not discussing complexity in your banking app, for example, for years, right? We're using those for 10 years. I'm pretty happy in doing that. So what we're doing at Cover now is we use digital means to make insurance easier and therefore make it more transportable and mobile savvy. Okay, so tell me more about the types of insurance products that people are open to buying in this manner, in the digital space. Yeah, I think we need to start with what products are transparent, smart, flexible, and thereby convenient. And mm. We at Covenow start with something which is a very simple, straightforward product, which we call items insurance, which is only out there for three months and makes it easier to ensure valuable things in a very targeted fashion. Now, the industry in total, in its totality, is working towards more mobile, as you rightly said, and the leaders in that sector is actually banking, telcos, insurance, entertainment, and utilities. And the best leverage to growth in these industries is actually mobile and not online, which is another interesting point that you Ah, okay. So mobile more than online. Why is that the case? Aside from the fact that, yeah, most of us are just using our mobiles these days rather than going online using a laptop. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there is an interesting piece um, that came from McKinsey to Inbox over the weekend called Digital Resilience. And there seems to be a bit of a cultural divide between the US, Europe, and particularly Southeast Asia and Africa, funny enough. So whereas Europeans and Americans uh, go website first, in Asia, we go mobile first for information. So mm. there seems to be um, a bit of a difference. I think that has to do also with the, with the very different democratics that we have here in Southeast Asia, right? I'm thinking Southeast Asia, 300 million people, 30 years or younger. So true digital natives, Europe is older, the U.S. tends to be a bit older. So that might be part of that explanation. Right, right. Understandable for sure. But if we're talking about things such as life insurance and hospitalization insurance, to what extent are people actually trusting of an app when it comes to buying these more complex policies? Mm-hmm. I think that will depend. And I think your, your initial statement that people are maybe a little bit more hesitant and need a little bit more explanation and information on those things before they buy them, either mobile or online, uh, that'll, take, that'll take a bit of time. It also is easier to look at digital insurance when we decompartmentalize things. So whenever we mix things up, Right. So if we think about life insurance in particular, right, 
if you keep it very simple and uh, very targeted, as you said earlier, Hong Kong, for example, has a couple of those products out there. They're easier to be dealt with in a mobile fashion. If you mix financial advice, life insurance and other things, that's a more complex product and that needs to be split into little bits and pieces before it can be digestible in a mobile fashion. Here's the thing, though. Some people have remarked that the KYC portion of the process for buying digital insurance or for buying insurance on an app, for instance, seems to be much less rigorous than the KYC process that traditional insurers might use. How do you explain that? I mean, how is it that traditional insurers will still make you jump through hoops to get a similar policy, but you don't need all of that when it comes to an app? So is that really a reliable product? If it's too easy, you know? I hear you. I can tell you how we do it at CoverNow. So at CoverNow, we have integrated SingPass for our KYC process. So what we do is if you if you take out insurance to us, we take a couple of data points and we get straight out of SingPass, which I think is a is a well-recognized and secure system, and thereby we satisfy our KYC needs. So um, I think it's very easy to use technology and make lives easier by using trusted providers like SingPass, for example. Mm. So to what extent would you say, actually, traditional insurers really need to up their game, at least simplify the processes? Usually there's so much paperwork. Yeah, there is. And it is true. And particularly if you compare to banking, right? I, I like I like to make that comparison. How long are we using banking apps? And if you remember the first, you might remember, you might be too young, actually. The first banking app kind of came out shortly after the first iPhone came out. It's like a seven, 11 years now or something like that. And <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't too young. You're nice for saying that, but yeah. no, I wasn't too young. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so we're happy to use banking apps for 11 years, right? yeah. but we haven't really made progress on the insurance front. And it's fair to say that insurance is, is lagging in that financial space because we do lots of other things through apps, actually. Not only banking, we do trading, we transfer money. All of those things are kind of second nature almost. So there is a little bit of catch up to do by the industry, but the industry is making lots of efforts to change that. And lots of it has to do with getting their systems ready so that they can openly communicate with mobile apps, telephones and other devices. Why are they lagging behind in the first place? What held them back? Uh, I have a very personal view on that, um, which may have to do with, I think a little bit of that has to do with last financial crisis that we lived through. Mm-hmm. And if you, do, if you do remember, banks have been hit a lot harder than the insurance industry in its totality. And banks needed to raise a lot of more money a lot faster than the insurance sector as a whole, particularly Solvency II was very, was very benign, was a very benign event for, for most of the industry. So what triggered that higher capital requirement, and I'm talking a little bit about my my early life as an investment banker, Mm. uh, one of the ways to remedy that was to invest in technology and take out costs. Now, insurance didn't really have that issue, not in not in that scale as banks did have it in during the last financial crisis. So they could be a bit more hesitant, maybe to adopt the newest technologies at the same pace and so forth. But it's it's clearly that that's happening now. Right? Mm. We're, we're moving to clouds, we're moving away from servers. That's happening everywhere. And insurance is in that top bracket of digital adoption together with banks, telcos, um, entertainment and utilities. Here's the thing, Stefan. Most people are also used to having a financial consultant, a human, review their financial status, customize a policy for the individual or their family. To what extent would the online or the app options actually provide such consultation? Again, I, I think it depends on 
what product we're looking at and whether that product commingles a couple of things at the same point in time and thereby becomes more complex. And I think financial consultancy will be relevant and available for as long as I will be around for sure in order to deal with those products. And those products are totally appropriate for many individuals. But then there's many individuals that only need bits and pieces of that and are totally able to understand themselves and um, read up themselves and kind of, if the product is transparent enough, one of the things we do all the time when we think about no product, like how can we make it simple, right? How can we make it less complicated? How can we compartmentalize it? How can we make it like Netflix, turn mm. it on, turn it off, right? So as we move towards products that are designed in a different way, because insurance products haven't really changed over the last 20 years, and what you buy nowadays, particularly when you, when you talk about online, is the same product that you bought 20 years ago, just with less paperwork. You do it through PDFs now and emails and whatnot, but the underlying product is still very much the same and there's nothing wrong with that. But once you kind of digitalize the underlying, you can put products together in a more simple and convenient way. We're speaking with Stefan Kaiser. He's CEO of CoverNow. So what exactly should individuals look out for when buying insurance online? What are some do's and don'ts that you can share with us, Stefan? So I think if you start in Singapore, right, which is our home base, the good thing is because of the regulatory corset that we have here between the GIA and the MAS and so forth, there's very little risk that you end up with a bad player. So people shouldn't really be hesitant to go out there and look at things because everyone should be a, a well-regulated entity here. So that's, that's very good. And then the question is a little bit on, are you earring on the more complex side or is it mandatory insurance or is it things that you can buy but you don't have to buy so for the latter part of it Carbonell for example offers a nice one-stop solution for certain bits and pieces of that and we'll add more products to that in the future just get out there um, there is nothing really that should be able to hurt you and if you have questions um, there's lots of good blogs out there which do a good job in explaining the differences what over uninsurance and all those boring things are. <laughs> Here's the thing, Stefan. Where do you see all of this going? Because being in a business like this, you've got to anticipate certain trends, right? So what do you expect to be doing in the next few years to keep consumers interested? So what we're doing is we're trying to take every product that people talk to us. Our product is only out for three months, right? And we only have one product out there, but people are already approaching us and communicating to us through the app and telling us, can you do this? When will you be able to do that? And so forth. So that gives us a good idea of what we should do. We have a clear conviction that we need to continue working on mobile. And if we do a good job in working on mobile in a couple of years time, we probably won't talk about it anymore because it'll become exactly the same as banking. Mm. What sorts of things have they asked you to do? The consumers well, that you're talking about. Oh, we have, we, have all, we have all kinds of things, things which are not even on our radar screen. Thank God, good bits and pieces of, of the stuff that people are asking us for, we're working on already. So we're working on mobility, uh, we're working on green transport, we're working on pets, mm. uh, we're working on a couple of other things. But um, health, for example, a, a, simple, a simple life policy, for example, is definitely on the radar as well. All right. Thank you very much for that, Stefan. Stefan Kaiser, CEO of Covernow. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.